Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, and please join me in welcoming our television and webcast viewers to today's program. My name is Jennifer Sloan. I'm the president of the Canadian Club of Toronto, and we thank our viewing audience for being with us today. The Canadian Club has a long history as the leading current affairs podium in Canada. Led by a volunteer board of directors, we are dedicated to encouraging open and accessible debate on issues that matter to our city, to our province Ontario, and to Canada. Through our youth and young leaders programs, civic action diversity partnerships, accessibility commitments, as well as through our media partnerships and social media properties, we provide opportunities for, around, for Canadians around the world to engage with leading political, business, and public figures. Thank you for joining our conversation today. Before I formally introduce our speaker, I'd like to tell you about some of our upcoming events this season. On May 4th, we will be joined by Federal Finance Minister Joe Oliver, who will discuss Canada's economic and fiscal future post-budget. On May 7th, the Honourable Reza Moridi, Ontario's Minister of Training, Colleges and Universities, will be with us to outline ways to drive quality in our post-secondary and skills training landscape. And on May 21st, with the games just around the corner, the Honourable David Peterson, Chairman of Toronto 2015, will speak to the lasting legacy of the Pan Am Parapan Games and reveal exciting new information on the games and the games torch relay. For a full listing of the club's upcoming events and to order tickets, please visit our website at canadianclub.org. And you can also join the conversation via Twitter and on Instagram by following us at CDNCLUBTO or by using that hashtag. And I'd like to express special thanks to today's event sponsor, Flaherty McCarthy LLP, represented by Todd McCarthy. Todd, Thank you for your generous support and being with us. I'd also like to introduce a group of youth and young leaders who are with us today. They are from Notre Dame Catholic Secondary School, and they're sponsored by BCE and Bell Media. Students, please stand so that we can recognize you. Ladies and gentlemen, on your behalf, I'm pleased to introduce this afternoon's guest speaker. She is a mother, a businesswoman, a lawyer, and a member of Ontario's provincial parliament. And on May 9th, she hopes to add leader of the Progressive Conservative Party of Ontario to her many titles. Christine Elliott, MPP for Whitney Oshawa, Whitby, Oshawa, is in a two-way race that will conclude at a leadership convention here in Toronto in a couple of weeks. She was the first candidate to throw her hat into the PC leadership ring last June. 
Ms. Elliott has spent countless hours traveling the province to outline her plan for Ontario's future. And in doing so, the deputy leader of the official opposition has amassed a long list of endorsements. Her political acumen is reflective in the successful role she held prior to entering provincial politics in 2006. Armed with a law degree from Western University, Ms. Elliott began her law career as a senior investigator for the Ontario Ombudsman's Office. She was also counsel in the International Audit Department at the Bank of Nova Scotia. Later, she teamed up with her late husband, Jim Flaherty, to establish a law firm. There, she specialized in real estate, corporate, and estate law. A tireless community leader, Ms. Elliott has contributed her time and expertise to several charitable organizations in the Durham region. These include the Colburn Community Services and the Abilities Centre, where she has played a key role in the Whitby Centre's development and operations. Her charity work has been recognized by Rotary International, which named her a Paul Harris Fellow, the highest award given by that organization. Ms. Elliott, the Canadian Club of Toronto's podium, Canada's podium of record, is now yours. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for that very kind introduction, and good afternoon, everyone. It really, truly is a pleasure to join you, and I'm also honoured to say that many, many of my colleagues are here as well, my fellow MPPs who are supporting me in this race, and I'd like to uh, ask them to please stand to be recognised at this moment. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Now, they may have to leave before I finish speaking, but I assure you that's just because they have to be back for 1 o'clock at the legislature, so, and they have other work that they have to do. But it truly is an honour to be here today because for over a century, the Canadian Club of Toronto has played a very special part in Canada's national conversation. It's that rare place where leaders from business, government, academia, and the not-for-profit sectors can come to speak their minds and to share their vision. It's a place where individuals can question one another on a variety of topics and can expect thoughtful, respectful answers. For any political candidate, this is a remarkable opportunity, and I hope that my thoughts and words today will provoke that thought and further discussion. As you all know, I am running to lead Ontario's Progressive Conservative Party. And since I declared my candidacy nearly 10 months ago, and yes, it really has been as long as it seems, I've had the opportunity to travel to every corner of the province, speaking to, and more importantly, listening to people. They've expressed their concerns to me about high energy costs, high unemployment rates, and a healthcare system that's not responding to their needs. I want to solve those problems. That's what I did in my life before politics, and that's what I would certainly do as leader. As a lawyer, people used to pay me to solve their problems. 
Now, the taxpayers of Ontario pay me to do the very same thing, and I want to bring that same rigour and discipline to solve the big problems that people in Ontario are facing today. I understand that fiscal responsibility and social compassion can and must go hand in hand. The truth is, however, that we cannot provide the programs and services that people need without a strong financial base. Sadly, that base has eroded and Ontario now finds itself in economic trouble. The truth is, as long as all of us here as progressive conservatives want to win the next election, Ontario needs us to win the next election. That's because successive Liberal governments have squandered every opportunity to prevent the economic crisis we now find ourselves in. Not only that, but with the latest budget, the Liberals have proven once again that they are incapable of facing reality or making the difficult decisions that will put us back on the path to economic recovery. Of course, it isn't easy. We all know that there are no quick fixes or silver bullets. So when I see Kathleen Wynne deciding to sell off 60% of Ontario Hydro with no coherent plan for Ontario's sector and no regard for the hydro debt she's leaving behind, I get angry. I get angry because I see a complete abdication of this government's responsibility to Ontarians. The reality is strengthening Ontario's economy is going to be hard work, and it begins with strong leadership and an ambitious plan. We need to set priorities and establish goals and work towards them in a systematic and disciplined way. I will do that as leader of our party and as Premier of Ontario because it certainly is not being done by the Liberals. We all know that and we see it each and every day. Last week, Kathleen Wynne's budget failed all Ontarians by mortgaging our children's future so that she can have her own political priorities set. We all know that our deficit has increased from $10.5 billion to $10.9 billion, going exactly in the wrong direction. Moreover, our debt is set to increase to $325 billion by 2018. That is $23,000 in debt attached to each and every person living in Ontario. To me, this is a perfect example where fiscal irresponsibility denies social compassion. Attaching a $23,000 debt to every child in Ontario, I can assure you, is not compassionate. To me, it's morally bankrupt, and that needs to change. I want my sons and your sons and daughters and grandchildren to have the same opportunities that we all had growing up here in Ontario. I want all people with intellectual and physical disabilities to have the opportunity to fulfill their potential through meaningful employment. I want the small business owner to be able to think about expanding their business, not worrying about how they're going to make ends meet. None of these things can happen under such a fiscally irresponsible government. The Liberals' attempts to implement a coherent economic plan is, as my sons would say, an epic fail. It also carries a high cost in both the short and long term. Number one, it has eroded confidence in our economy and its prospects. That means Ontario is not attracting the investment capital we need now to create jobs and rebuild key sectors of our economy. Two, 
It means that credit rating agencies have downgraded our credit rating, making it more difficult for us to pay down our debt or raise new funds. Number three, our dismal financial situation makes it much tougher for us to attract and retain talent. The market for capital today is as competitive as the market for talent. We always have to think about what is going to attract the best of the best to Ontario from around the world to attract them to build our economy back up again. I am determined to balance greater fiscal responsibility with economic growth, to work with what we have, to find new ways to maximize every single cent this government spends. We expect the same of every family in Ontario, so why should we expect anything different from our government? As Premier of Ontario, I will conduct a line-by-line analysis of government spending. We need to make sure that taxpayers' dollars are providing real value for Ontarians. And by doing this, we can restore fiscal sanity back to Ontario. We can also begin to create the conditions necessary for a prosperous and vibrant economy. On this front, Ontario is in desperate need of innovative new ideas. In March, I put forward four concrete planks of my plan that will strengthen Ontario's economy. First, we need to create the competitive investment climate that attracts new job creators and encourages existing companies to invest in both their businesses and their employees. Under the Liberals' failed leadership, Ontario has gone from a have to a have-not province. We must reverse this decline. We must encourage employers to invest and grow so that more Ontarians can find meaningful work. That requires a more competitive tax system. As Premier of Ontario, I will simplify our tax code from top to bottom to make the tax system easier for investors, for job creators and innovators, and for all Ontarians to understand. I will also ensure that all Ontarians pay their fair share by closing the tax loopholes. We also need to make sure that we lower Ontario's business taxes. Doing so will attract investment and create good jobs. It will also help create the competitive economic climate Ontario needs to succeed. Second, Ontario's government must help to build and champion the skilled workforce of tomorrow. We cannot accept a skills gap in Ontario that leaves jobs without people and people without jobs. We have a 20% youth unemployment rate in Ontario, yet we're seeking the world to bring in skilled tradespeople from all corners of the globe. We need to work with students and their families to encourage them to enter the skilled trades. We also need to work with post-secondary institutions innovators and entrepreneurs to help our students graduate with both a degree and a business. Small to medium-sized enterprises have always been the backbone of our economy and we need to encourage their growth. As Premier, I will put innovation at the heart of my economic plan. Third, I will build the strong foundation we need to ensure long-term economic prosperity. We need to make investments in an infrastructure that will grow our economy. We can no longer afford to play politics with Ontario's crumbling infrastructure. As Premier, 
I will order an immediate review of all assets owned by government. Assets that don't serve the core functions of government will be divested. Every dollar made will be reinvested back in infrastructure right across our province. We all know that the government has no business owning every parking lot and building in their portfolio. Instead, let's use the full value of these assets to build the roads, infrastructure, bridges, transit systems, and highways that Ontario so desperately needs. Number four, and this one I can tell you has been particularly pertinent as I've traveled across the province, building a strong foundation also requires us to once again make energy a competitive advantage. Access to reliable, predictable, and cost-effective energy is critical to our economic success. Businesses can't afford one of the most expensive power systems in North America. They're forced to defer investments or lay off workers, or in many cases, move to other jurisdictions. And we've certainly seen that with businesses moving to Western Canada and the United States. I want to replace a system defined by chaos and cost with a coherent energy plan that attracts new investments and encourages existing businesses to expand. Attracting investment, building the skilled workforce for tomorrow and unlocking the creativity and innovation of Ontario's budding entrepreneurs, building the infrastructure that we so desperately need for continued economic prosperity, and developing a plan to deliver reliable and affordable energy to Ontario's residents and businesses. These were the first four proposals that I put forward to grow Ontario's economy and to create the well-paying jobs that Ontarians need and deserve. But there is so much more to do, as we know. In indeed, we can't begin to overhaul our economy without also making changes to the way that government operates. The people of Ontario have told me that they're tired of feeling cynical about government and want their government to work for them, not the other way around. There's great potential to be realized if businesses and government find ways to work together. But for that to happen, we need to simplify government access for businesses in Ontario. We need to establish a single point of access for information, services, and approvals. Nothing is more frustrating and time-consuming than trying to deal with multiple ministries and agencies while you're trying to run a business. The provincial government needs to work on developing solutions that break down the many silos that exist between ministries. That, too, will make it easier for business to work with government. There are a number of jurisdictions where this has already started, where single portals provide resources and registrations with just a few clicks. We need to listen and learn for places like the state of Massachusetts, for example, which is a leader in this area. But above all, we need to focus on customer service and work with business owners to create the conditions they need to be successful. So let me close by saying this. We have a great deal of work to do to get our province back on track. By developing and implementing a coherent plan, by developing priorities and sticking to them, there's a great deal that we can accomplish together. With the right vision, with the right plan, the right leader, and a progressive conservative government, we can grow Ontario's economy. 
not just to create the well-paying jobs that Ontarians need, but also to support the social programs that they deserve. I believe Ontario is once again ready for a progressive Conservative government. But they're not just... But they're not ready for just any progressive conservative leader. We need a leader that's going to be able to reach out and connect with all Ontarians. We need a leader who doesn't just have a vision, but has a plan to actually achieve that vision. We need a leader who knows that fiscal responsibility and social compassion can and must go hand in hand. I believe I am that leader. I want to lead the change that Ontario so desperately needs. I am convinced that Ontario has a bright future, and I'm committed to leading our province in the right direction, in making the decisions, however difficult they may be, that will ensure that our children and grandchildren inherit a legacy of hope, promise, and prosperity. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. It's been a true honour. Thank you. Newman. I'm a board member of the uh, Canadian Club of Toronto, and it is uh, my luck and my honour today to thank you, Ms. Elliott, for coming to speak to us. Your campaign for the leadership of the Ontario Progressive Conservative Party has been a journey of many months and many places, as you uh, described, and it has uh, been a journey that will culminate in less than two weeks now on May the 9th. Today, your analysis of the problems facing the province and the ideas you have for solving them show why you are a formidable candidate to lead your party. You said when you uh, began your remarks that you wanted to provoke discussion and interest by what you had to say, and I can assure you, Madam Elliott, that you have indeed done that this afternoon. The last weeks of any election campaign, leadership or any other kind of election, are always a sprint to the finish. Time is of the essence. And uh, so we thank you for spending the time you have with us this afternoon. And we'll be watching on May 9th with a great deal of interest. Thank you. Thank you, Donna, and I'd like to echo your message and thank Ms. Elliott for taking the time out of her busy schedule to be with us today. Before I adjourn today's meeting, I'd like to draw your attention to the event survey card on each of your tables. The Canadian Club is always looking for ways to improve your experience, so please take a minute to help us by sharing your thoughts and comments, including whether you like our new shortened luncheon format this season. <laughs> your, your feedback is very much appreciated. This concludes our program, which will be broadcast on Rogers TV in the days to come. We'd like to thank MediaEvents.ca, Canada's online event space, for live webcasting today's program. 
We are also very grateful to Rogers TV and 680 News for their continuing promotion of Canadian club events. To learn more about the club, please visit us at www.canadianclub.org. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today. Our meeting is now adjourned.